Click, click, boom. What's going on, faithfuls? The Nothing But Niners crew is back, and we are here to bring you guys more madness at midnight. 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 This is episode 23, my birthday of the month that I was born in. So let's go. Let's go. Right? We're going to party it up hard over here. Um, and you guys already know the deal. I'm your guy, 49ers Mike underscore NFL. Uh, on this side of me, my right is my guy, Brian. He is stater underscore niner. Sorry, Brian. I kind of took away your wave. There you go. You can say hi, my bad. Aloha. There he is. <laughs> and uh, you guys see the formalities up on the screen. Uh, and we're just going to get right into it, okay? Uh, let's do our on Twitter today segment, which is, there it is, on Twitter today. Three shows in a row. I've said it right my first try. <laughs> I am keeping track. All right. On Twitter today, uh, let's start with some roster moves. The 49ers, thank you uh, to my guy Steve. Also, this is Steve's uh, graphic here. Uh, he threw this together for me really quick, maybe for himself, and I just used it, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> breaking news, the 49ers have waived linebacker Nathan Jerry. All right. Now, uh, I believe it was Mayoko or – borrows that tweeted uh that nathan was seen kind of hobbling around and nursing a hamstring or achilles or something like that uh throughout camp so he wasn't probably expected to make the team uh but this didn't it, it, was this like an injury wave or was this just a regular nope. straight release. just straight release huh well, waived so yeah he's got a clear waiver all right so what does this mean for the team it means they've got an open roster spot right now oh boy and you know what that means. Here comes Nikhil Harry, baby. Here comes all the rumors, yeah. <laughs> yeah, now that, now that we have an open roster spot, everybody and their mom is going to be linked to us. I heard that the 49ers actually did this because uh, Flash Gordon applied for reinstatement. And if he becomes available, the Niners want to claim him right away. You heard that, did you? No, I didn't at all. <laughs> it sounded good, though. Come on, you can tell me. It sounded good, right? <laughs> I, I still can't see Josh Gordon on the, in a 49ers uniform, but if it happens, it happens. Yeah. Uh, so what, what are your thoughts on this, man? Uh, we uh, You said we have an open roster spot now, so you want to break down the roster spots, and then we'll keep it moving? I mean, it, I mean, it just opens up a, one spot, you know, so, I mean, they could go and bring anybody in. Um, but it would be strange to me to release a linebacker and then bring in a wide receiver if the Harry thing was true. Um, just because that's typically not how they do. They usually try to keep it within the same, you know, same side of the ball, if not same position group. But you're already loaded with, I mean, and not maybe talent-wise. Obviously, they're all NFL caliber players. But um, there's like 13, I think, currently on the roster. Um, so you would think that you would see one of those guys get released, you know, like Kevin White or something. Right. <laughs> I, I see what you did there. You're not going to bait me tonight. No, sir. No, sir. I'm too in too good of a mood. All right. So Nathan Jerry is gone. Uh, thank you. Wish you well and all the best. Uh, what else do we have here? Uh, happy anniversary to Kyle Juszczyk and his wife. Uh, this is a, a uh, Instagram post from Juice here. Uh, happy two-year wedding anniversary. Okay. So um, not much to discuss there. Beautiful nope. picture. Congrats to them, right? Absolutely. Happy anniversary. And then last but certainly not least on what we saw on Twitter today, uh, Joe Staley did a guest appearance on KNBR. He did a lot of talking, but he was my biggest takeaway. Um, it was that Kyle Shanahan is basically trying to recruit Joe Staley to come in and be a coach for him. And Joe was like, nah, I'm enjoying being retired. Not right now, man. 
what do you take away from that? What, what what are your thoughts on Joe Staley returning potentially as a coach and him turning it down right now? Yeah, I don't – I mean, I know that he specifically said coach, but I think that in some of the other things I read, they talked about bringing him in as a c- consultant or some sort of analyst or something like that in order to, to – just to get him back with the squad because I think they like his presence in the building. Um, I just – you know, but I don't begrudge Joe at all. He's got – what I think they're – seven and four or something like that. So uh, literally like his numbers, his, he's got little, you know, little kids. Um, so, you know, it's time just for him to spend some time with those daughters that he's, you know, he's missed stuff while being away either in the Bay area or out on the road with the team. So, you know, it's time to be able to spend some time with his kids. Um, so I don't regret that at all. Um, I would love to see him back with the organization in any capacity. So, I mean, I don't know that he's necessarily O-line coach type, assistant o-line coach type material or anything like that um just because i've never seen him in a coaching capacity so i i can't answer to that question but i would like to see him back with the team in some sort of capacity just because of the energy he brings do you know the rules on signing uh members to your coaching staff like if someone's available or sitting in retirement can you just add them whenever you want i don't think that there's any rules about against the coaching portion as long as they're not under contract with another team so let's say the Niners make a Super Bowl run this year and Kyle says, yo, Joe, I really wanted to get you a Super Bowl. Sorry, we couldn't do it as, while you were playing, but we're here. We think we're going to win. Will you come on and sign as a coach, an honorary coach, whatever whatever it is, and uh, it gets a ring? Do you think that's something that's a possibility? I wouldn't put it past them, but I don't know that Joe would do it because it, I think Joe's the kind of guy that if he wasn't there all season to make that run – He's not going to come in at the last minute and be part of the Super Bowl. You know, I just don't – I don't see that as part of Joe's character. Um, okay. I'm not saying that it's not. I just – it's not how I perceive him. That is fair. That is fair. All right. Uh, let's um, – I think that's all we had for the uh, – on Twitter today. So let's go ahead and get to the questions. Oh, sure. shit, wrong thing. Fire them up. Yes, sir. All right. So we're going to start with um, – some more pictures from our guy. He gave us a day off, and uh, I gave him a little shit for it in the chat. I said, so you're not sending us questions anymore? So he's back, man, oh. our, our guy, Nick Cork. <laughs> uh, he says, uh, Mission Impossible or Back to the Future? Uh, for me, it's going to be Back to the Future all day. I'm going to go with Mission Impossible only because I like the cell phones that were in the movie. Uh, so I'm going to go with Mission Impossible. I have never seen Back to the Future. So what? You're um, totally disconnected from your 80s child. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. And uh, you know, the weird thing is, I, I have like, if I heard that someone's name was Michael, uh, or never mind. Yeah. All right. Never mind. We know you got a thing for Mike's. Yeah. All right. James Bond or Jason Bourne. So here's the funny thing. You can see the timestamps here, right? Yep. So this was the first one that he sent me. And I was like, in a fight? <laughs> and he's like, no. He was like, plus James Bond would kick his ass. And I was like, yeah, I think you have a bias, though. I think I think he has a bias. I think that these are not the same characters, so it's hard to say either or because the Jason Bourne movies are, to me, much more action-packed and not fluid in their motion of how the movie goes goes along or how the story unfolds. Um, <coughs> a lot of twists and turns. Whereas with James Bond, it seems very cut and dry. Like, yeah. 
you know, it's so, I mean, I like James Bond better as the character, but as if you're talking about the full movies and I have to go with Bourne. All right. I like the, uh, the Jason Bourne movies better. Uh, like you said, a, a little more uh, twist and unexpected stuff happening in there. Um, so I like, and I like the fight scenes better. Although James Bond, there was a James Bond movie where he had a really good fight scene with this guy up on like some scaffold inside this little tight area, and the hand-to-hand -hand combat scene was just incredible. Hey, but but you can't get past the names from the, all those movies in the in the James Bond series, man. They were yeah. tongue in cheek all over the place. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so don't ask me to tell you who they were or, what, or anything like that. So, mm. all right, let's get to some of the questions here uh, in the chat. Here, Callie says, "Mike, better album, Mary J. Blige. What's the four one one or My Life?" I want to go with My Life. I think My Life, only because it was more impressionable to me uh, at that time. And, and My Life, ah, see what I did there. Um, <laughs> but they're both really, really good albums. He also says, Brian and Mike. If you can have dinner with three famous people, dead or alive, who would they be? Uh, you want me to go first? Yeah, sure. Um, well, I'm a huge. Uh, his name's Audius Huxley. He's a transcendental writer. Speak, you know, the doors of perception, um, all kinds of crazy books, um, just about utopian societies and things like that. Uh, it's kind of like the opposite of 1984 kind of writer. Um, so he and uh, let's go with JFK. And I got to bring my mom, my man, Paul Rudd with me everywhere I go. So let's do Paul Rudd. <laughs> He's going to bring a little, that's too serious of a conversation happening. We need some Paul Rudd at the table to lighten things up a little bit. I like it. I like that, man. Um, oh, this is tough. Dead or alive. Uh, I'm going to go with... Uh, a conversation. See, like, if I want to talk to somebody, I kind of want to, like, study them. So I need, like, a very, like, interesting personality. Like, a personality I don't understand. Like, mine would be people that, like, I probably don't even like. Like, I, I would do, like, um, uh, what's <laughs> Johnny Depp, right? Like, yeah. what goes through his mind on a regular, like, day-to-day -day basis? Um, I would sit with, like, an Elon Musk. Not that I don't like him, but I would just sit and love to hear what goes to the mind yeah. of someone i wouldn't even want to pick his brain like just let me observe him like let me just sit in in his presence and uh then probably someone uh i don't know i would have a conversation with martin luther king jr Fair I, I would like to ask him if he knew he was going to die uh his last the the last speech that he made the very end of it was very eerie in my opinion uh he spoke about longevity or the lack thereof and he said, I won't make it to the, I won't get to the promised land with you. That, like, it was just very eerie knowing that he was killed right after that. And so I would, I always, I've always wanted to know if he knew uh, that he was going to die like right after. So that would probably be my thing. You know, you know, what's funny about that question specifically and our answers is that he did not include anything from the 49ers history or organization. <laughs> nope. It didn't. That's kind of bad. Oh, man. You guys got to get us back on track here. All right. Callie chimes in again. Uh, should Garrison Hurst and Ricky Waters be inducted into the 49ers Hall of Fame? I'm going to go with no. All right. I feel like Ricky Waters wasn't here that long, and I could be wrong, and I like Garrison Hurst. Uh, see, the 49 see, the thing is, you can't just put anybody in there. It has to be, like, pristine, right? right. You can't be like, oh, you were good while you were here. 
Like you were good and you were here. Right. I'm gonna I'm gonna say no with you, but Garrison Hurst, I really, really liked him. So uh all right, here you go. You can do this one. All right. What's up, guy? Or Niner Rick 49. What's up, guys? Love these shows. Mike, you say you're a big uh B Young fan. Linebacker broke BY's leg. And linebacker with a question mark. Okay. Um, was it a Monday night, Sunday night, or Sunday day game? No cheating. All right. So this game happened a couple of days after my birthday. Uh, it was actually the week after my birthday. It was the last game of the week. So it had to be a Monday night. Um, and it was against the Giants. And if I'm not mistaken, it happened like at the end, like in the fourth quarter, too. Like we were blowing them out. I'm not sure uh, why he – well, hindsight says, why was he still in the game? But he had him and Dana Stubblefield, like, killing it. You don't you don't, uh, you don't, don't pull out such dominant players. You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, I remember – I do remember that game, and it's probably because my dad is a Giants fan, so maybe I was watching it with him. Uh, but it was a Monday night game, uh, 19 – I don't remember the year, 97, 98, whatever – Whatever his the end of his career was. So. All right. Uh, here we go. Who scored the first touchdown for the Niners in our 1994 Super Bowl game? I don't know. I'm just gonna say Jerry Rice. Probably, <laughs> probably wasn't. Probably wasn't Jerry Rice, but uh, I don't. I don't know. All right. Here you go. Let's spice things up. Which two of Nick? or Mike, Nick, Brian, Tony, and Breezy would be at each other's throats the most trapped on a, on a desert island, desert, (laughs) uh, deserted, I'm assuming island, uh, together for a month. Um, what I would, Mike, you're gonna have to answer this. I mean, you know us all better than anybody else or better than I do anyway. So, I mean, I know the guys, but not as long as you have. Uh, what two people would be at each other's throats the most? I would say probably you and Tony. Fair enough. I think I think you and Tony would be at each other's throats the most. Um, it's weird because if if we're on a, a deserted island, or if we're in a desert or on a desert island, um, I would uh, I think I would get along with just about anybody because I'm all about survival. I think I would go into survival mode so. Right. It would be hard uh, for me to not get along with somebody. So unless they were doing like really stupid stuff like drinking all the water and knowing we got to ration this, we're here for a month. You know what I'm saying? So. Sure. All right. Here you go. You can double up again. All right, Danny Albright. Anyone will break. Anyone will break uh, Michael Strahan's record with 22 and a half sacks. And what's the most sacks Nick Bosa have in a season? I'm assuming will have. Yeah. So, I, don't, I think that it's possible that his record gets broken, especially now that we went to 17 games. Uh, but I don't foresee it being Nick Bosa. I think that the sacks are going to get spread far and wide on that D-line. Um, just pressure coming from all over the place. But I will say that sometime during Nick's career, he'll probably get like 17 in a year. That's not bad. I like that. Um, yeah, I think that – I don't think Nick Bosa will – ever touch that record um and 
I'm not even sure if that's the real record. That might be the record, like, once they started keeping track of it. Because uh, what's my guy's name from Buffalo? Smith? I, I think know. it was Smith. He, he was really, really good. And I don't think they were officially keeping track of sacks back then. Hmm. Um, anyhow, that it's 17 games. You do two sacks a game, and that's 34. I, got, I have to say, yeah, I think it'll happen. And we've had 20 and a half. Uh, recently, so I think so. I think it will happen. Uh, and most sacks, I think Nick Bosa will get in a season. Put me at a 15 and a half. I think it's a high number. Yeah. Oh, boy. Here we Game go. Game alone. Have you guys tried a bomb me sandwich before? They're effing delicious. Uh, what about shawarmas? Do we need to... Uh, draft a center next year in the draft. How much of a learning curve will Trey Lance have? So I guess we start at the top. I have not had a banh mi sandwich, um, but I have had shawarmas before, and I do like them. They're good. So we can answer the food stuff, and then we'll move on to football. Mike? Uh, I don't know what the first thing is. And the, the shawarmas, is that the uh, the store where they, like, cut the meat right off of the – It gets what put it, into, like, a uh, – it's not a pita, but it's like that. It goes into like a... Or you can get it in like the little bowl and they put like the rice and stuff, right? Yeah, there's rice in it, yep. Yeah, yeah, I think I have had that. I think Tony and I went out and got that, I think, uh, <laughs> when we went to Cali, so I'm not sure. Uh, do we need to draft a center next year in the draft? How much of a learning curve will Trey Lance have? Uh, I think we need a center, right? Okay. We need, yeah. I think, think we need a center. So we have Mac. And we were told, as much as we can believe whatever comes out of their mouth, but we were told that if they did not acquire Mac, then Brunskill was going to be their starting center. They had no plans from what they released to draft a center in this draft. So I think moving forward, if you're going to have Mac, you have him for potentially three years. But if he, even if he decides to leave next year, um, I think Brunskill, their plan is for him to be that guy. I think that they are going to shoot for him to learn from Mac from this season and then roll right into the starting center position once Mac decides to leave. So I don't think that they do that. What's uh? How many years are left on Brunskill's contract? Um, Hold on. Sorry, I don't know that. But if it's less than two, uh, then I don't believe he is the guy going forward. Well, I think that they can get him to stay for cheap. So, but, Oh, yeah, for sure they could. So uh, Brun, Yeah, this is it, 2021. He'll be a free agent. But he's like a, a – not exclusive right. He should be restricted. I'll have to look that up. Okay. Uh, no, it's all good. So I'm going to say, uh, yeah, we still need to draft one. I do think we still need to draft one. Uh, how much of a learning curve will Trey have? I don't quite understand these questions. Do we think he's going to struggle and they're going to be lenient with him? Is that what they mean by learning curve? Because if so, then he is going to struggle, and I think they'll be very lenient with him. Well, I mean, we've been told he's had the full install, whatever that definition is. But I guarantee you, he is not a master of Shanahan's system yet. No, nor is Jimmy, but Jimmy is way further along in mastering that system than Trey is. So there is a learning curve. I mean, it's not just about learning the language and you know, the, and the where your you know uh, receivers or tight ends or whether your running backs or if they're out doing a pass play or whatever, you know, where they're at on the field or where they're supposed to be on the field. You know, you still have to be able to read that, release it. I mean, I'm not saying that he can't. I'm just saying he's – I think he has a larger learning curve than what a lot of people are giving him or saying that he has at this juncture. And that's not me being a hater. It's just that I haven't seen him play 
in over a year. And I don't know how he's going to fit in this system. We can only hope that it's going to be great. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, so who's our number two cornerback? Mosley? Anyone think third rookie, third round rookie uh, cornerback? Ambry Thomas has a shot at taking the number two cornerback spot. By the way, I love the Thomas pick. This is from Shane Rose. Um, oh. Right right <laughs> now on paper. I was is, thinking Solomon. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> oh, God. No, 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 no. Right now on paper, it is Mosley. Uh, but I think Ambry Thomas will take that position from him. I do. What and do think? I, I think that right now on paper, it's Mosley as well. But I am still torn. Lenore or Thomas could unseat him. Interesting. Very interesting. All right. Uh, let's keep going here. Uh, DJ Malone says, what is your favorite color lantern ring? Yes, I'm referring to Green Lantern. Yes, there's more than one color. Uh, if if the five of you were in an elimination chamber match, <laughs> who would win? Um, all right. I'm going to say yellow because that's the only other color lantern ring I have ever seen. And I hope that's acceptable. I don't know what their powers are. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, I would just I'd have to go with green because I, I wasn't into the comics growing up and I only saw the horrible Ryan Reynolds movie. Um, and so it was green, obviously. Everything was green, basically. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, oh, Jesus. And Brunskill is a restricted free agent next year. Oh, he is. Okay. All right. Um, and then as far as who would win in a chamber. Yeah, what's uh, an elimination chamber? Is that like the old school with the. I'm assuming that's when they like put you in a room and like. Someone has to come out dead. We have to kill each or, other. Yeah, I think so. That could be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I would probably go with Nick because he has that psycho look in his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Is that wrong? I probably shouldn't have said something. And you just want to be friends with everybody, right? You're just trying to get along. Yeah, <laughs> like on, yeah. on the deserted island. <laughs> exactly. While exactly. me and Tony are over in the corner arguing about something. <laughs> right. Let you guys have that kind of fun. I'll uh, I'll just chill. So. That's what I think. All right, here we go. So, Mark, uh, do Debo and Ayuk remind you of the mid-late 2000s Bolden and Fitz duo? Um, do the Niners win any playoff games from 2020, excuse me, 2012 with Smith instead of Cap? Um, with our lack of number three wide receiver, should we have kept Pettis? Some really good questions here, actually. Uh, Debo and Ayuk remind me more of Bolden and Crabtree than they do uh, Bolden and Fitz. Okay, so wait, 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 wait. <laughs> just so you're saying, I'm assuming Debo with his catchability is going to be your Bolden. You're saying that Ayuk is more like Crabtree than Fitzgerald. I'm just saying that if I had to do a duo. With Bolden and someone else, that's that's who it would be. I'm just because Crabtree had like uh, some sneaky speed. He wasn't the fastest guy. Uh, good hands, um, you know. Yeah, so I, a lot of mouth. Yeah, of course that's personality, but I'm talking about production on the field. <laughs> yeah, I guess I intertwine those two sometimes. I just like. <laughs> no, I I get it. I get it, but what I do mean, you think? Do they remind Fitz you. Fitz has been the the continuous uh, professional his entire career, you know, yeah. um, and I just assume that 
I, that's what I kind of see in Ayuk is something similar to that. I won't say he put up the same type of numbers or whatever, but um, hopefully he has the longevity that Fitz has. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. Um, and then the other question is uh, – Do we win any playoff games with Smith instead of Cap? Well, let's see. 2012 was the Super Bowl run. So we went to Green Bay in 2012. That was the one where – Cap ran all over them, so no, we don't win that game uh, with with Alex. We needed Alex. Uh, we needed Collins legs that game. Uh, who do we play after that? Well, that was the Falcons. After that, 2012, we played the Falcons in the NFC Championship game. Um, Excuse me. And I think we we can win that one, actually. That game, I was getting a little frustrated with Cap in the first half. So, yes, I do think we win that game. Uh, and then. But we, we wouldn't won. have made it to that game if we didn't beat Packers. So. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know if it's like, you know, one or the other or all or nothing, but just looking at the games. And then I also think that, oh, I can't believe I'm about to say this. I also think we win the Super Bowl if Alex Smith was the starting quarterback. I don't think we would have fallen behind in that hole. I think it would have been a, more of a control the clock. Ground up. Although I will say we played the Ravens that Thanksgiving, and it didn't go well. But the weather was a little different and all that. But I do think that we would have had a better chance uh, if we had a if we had a done uh, Alex Smith then. Okay. So with our lack of number three, should we have kept Pettis? No. Yeah, no. <laughs> oh, so you're not going to touch the playoff questions, huh? Okay. Well, no, because I mean, you already said. I mean, basically, that you're you're talking about those games, and I'm just like, you're right. We absolutely would have needed Cap's legs. I mean, he just walked up, ran all over Green Bay that game, you know. And that would obviously the game plan would have had to be different if it was Alex in there. But um, I'm not as certain we win that game. That game with Alex versus Cap. Okay. All right. Omar asked, "What was your?" We first didn't answer call? that last one. Oh. oh, yeah, we did. Sorry. No, no, yeah, Pettis. no, no, Pettis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Omar fine. asked, what was your first car? Uh, I don't answer these questions on public forums because it's usually a security question. That's uh, true. So I, I'm going to pass on this one. Uh, sure. It was, it was, I, yeah. I can it, tell you this. It was, look, my first vehicle my stepfather and I built it. Well, he built it really put the engine and everything in, in the, in a, uh, from a junkyard. And that was his truck for like a while. And then that truck became mine. Um, but it looked like it was painted with a mop. Oh my God. <laughs> <It was> horrible. <laughs> that is incredible, man. That's the, you know, but see if imagine if you had to work on it with him, I know you said that he, you know, kind of, I was there. Was I just was when he first built the thing or put it, the, cause it was actually like a, an engine out of a Ford Fairlane put in this truck. I mean, literally it had chain motor mounts. So it like, right. you would throttle it. The whole body of the truck would shift. Uh, <laughs> it was, yeah, it was, it was not safe. It was, you know, but it, it was, was in, not safe, but it was in the eighties and nineties. So, you know, whatever. So safety was overrated back then. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, you gotta think when I was growing up, you didn't have to wear a seatbelt. Cars didn't have seatbelts. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I did like my first car though. It was real. It was, it was not a nice car either. It was just nice to me. So, all right. Um, this is a good question here. 
Uh, how much of an improvement does adding Aaron Banks and Alex Mack provide to this offensive <sighs> line and run game? I cannot express how much of an improvement. I can't even quantify that. I mean, just going from what we had to having what we have now um, without having not, – not to take anything away from the guys that we had at the positions last year, but, I mean, you've got a, a real center that's not – somebody's been a dedicated center for his career, right? You know, you haven't – you don't have – you're not having a guy that's moving all over the place as you're acting as your center, and, you know, and you brought in – you know, a big body guy to solidify that right side over there with Mike, you know. And so I, I think it's going to be amazing. <laughs> I hope it's true. I won't touch on it. I really like those answers, all right? I really, really like them. Um, oh, wait, we did James Bond or Jason Bourne already. Sorry, I just want to click this one. Have either of you seen a British carry-on movie? Carry-on? I don't know what a carry-on movie is. That was his next comment. You guys probably won't know what that is. So, <laughs> so I kept one more in the tuck. Last question, British or American office? Um, I, I have to go with the American version. <laughs> I have not seen the office. I watched, wait, let me correct myself. before. It's in your state. <laughs> let, me, let me correct myself. I have seen like two episodes. I tried watching it and it was really dumb. Yeah, it's just... Stupid potty humor, man. <laughs> yes. So I couldn't get into it. Uh, I would have liked if he asked us British or American Shameless. Have you seen Shameless before? I, I have. Yeah, I've watched Shame, the American version. I have never seen. I didn't even know there was a Shameless. Yeah. Version. yeah I'm assuming they, theirs was first. but Yes, it was. They just took it straight from them, too. Like, they didn't try to change shit over here. Well, it it's crazy. the American way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think we got time for one more in here. Uh, happy birthday to mom. Here we go. I think, oh, shit, where did this go? What would you do? Damn. All right, here we got. I only saw it was Hawaii. <laughs> yeah, let's do this one here. This is which, a current, which current coach on the staff uh, do you all think is next in line for a future promotion or head coaching job with another team? Get well soon, Mike. Comes from symmetry. Yes, thanks, symmetry, my man, um, for the contribution and for the well wishes. Th this coaching question is actually a lot trickier than I would like it to be. Uh, I tell you what, you go first, and then I'll I'll respond if you like. So, I honestly think that um, D'Amico. I mean, it'll be depend on how this run goes realistically over the next two years, whether or not we are able to, you know, have a similar type of defense statistically uh, that we had previously. Uh, but if that goes according, accordingly, I think Domenico is going to be the next one. I think that McDaniels is not going to get really a shot because a lot of people aren't going to give him credit for being the OC because he works for Kyle. Um, we've talked about that on the show previously, you know, and then I just don't know enough about all the position coach to say that somebody's going to get one. I'd like to see Wells Welker move up, you know, um, uh, but there's some of those guys who are in coaching positions that probably should just, that's what they're really good at and they should stay doing that, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's why it was tough for me to, to answer because we saw, we saw McDaniels just go in and like almost like diminish his own role in the team when we heard from him, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like, who's going to, who's going to say, yeah, that's the guy I want running my team. Like oh, I'm just here and Kyle right. does what he wants to do except for occasionally during game. Like, that, that, that's not someone that's going to instill a lot of uh, faith in you. D'Amico is just now getting his start, so 
it's too early to name him, you know. Like I, I'm just not sure. Um, maybe the other LaFleur brother that we still have. Oh no, did we lose him? What position coaches? We had we had two LaFleurs. One went to Green Bay and one went to the Jets. Oh, he, he went to the Jets. I got nothing. Yeah, I got nothing. Um, maybe D'Amico, though. So I guess if we had to, like, just eventually someone's going to get hired, maybe D'Amico. Uh, and I remember Robert Sala saying, one day I'll be playing or coaching for this guy. So it, it's that's high praise from someone who just got a head coaching gig. So Yeah, but it's with the Jets. How long is that going to last? Yeah, that's true. That's probably why he'll be coaching for him soon. That's ah, what I'm back on the staff here. All right, <laughs> All right guys, that's going to do it. We're out of here, guys. Mahalo.